15 minute cities, climate friendly cities are not about enslavement and control. They are about empowerment. You are listening to Climate of Joy, the podcast where we talk about climate change and consciousness in light of what quantum science is telling us about reality and the dramatic opportunity for healing that the climate emergency offers. I'm Christine Penner-Polly, a self-described climate crone who is a Canadian mom of two, three if you count Jemmy, my little Frenchie Spaniel cross. I'm an author, a speaker, and an energy intuitive specializing in loosening the invisible knots that keep us stuck in unhealthy patterns at both the personal and collective level. This podcast is being recorded on the traditional and unceded territory of the Lekwungen peoples and the Esquimalt, Songhees, and Waisanich First Nations. Recognition and respect for these people's past, present, and future presence and caretaking of this land is essential to reconciliation. As a settler, I want to honor and thank the original peoples of this territory and also recognize that my presence here is the result of European colonization, which has had devastating impacts for the original people of this territory and right across Turtle Island. Hello, hello. I'm so glad to be here and to be having another conversation about climate change, the climate emergency, and what it means to be able to reclaim joy and healing in the climate emergency. Now, today's topic is one that intrigues me. I found it hard to believe when I first heard it, but uh, apparently the concept of a climate-friendly city, which is also sometimes called a 15-minute city, which means that all of the amenities for a good life, groceries, healthcare, you name it, parks, green spaces, and that sort of thing, that they're all within 15 minutes of walking or cycling, not necessarily driving. This has been co-opted by conspiracy theorists and has been turned into a scare tactic that it's the government is trying to enslave and control us. Heavy sigh. So fear is a real thing. Government isn't always helpful. I will just point out that Alexei Navalny, the strong critic of the Kremlin and Putin, has just died in a Russian prison. Governments are not always helpful or even neutral. But the 15-minute city, if you're listening to this podcast, you might not even heard of the idea that this is a bad thing, but it is getting traction out there. Apparently it started in the UK. Somebody, you know, early, maybe in 2022, some MP stood up and was laughed at in Parliament for suggesting it was a government conspiracy, but it's taken root. And I believe the example that's held up as, see, this is this is what uh, is, is happening, is there was some tr- kind of traffic control program uh, initiated by the city of Oxford in England 
that was encouraging people to reroute away from the busiest uh, parts. And they were registering people who lived in the neighborhood, who had legitimate uh, reasons to be there. And then they were finding people who perhaps could have alternative routes to take. I understand this is one of the reasons why uh, the, the things that the conspiracy theorists hang their hats on. But I guess I would just say, if you think about it, most cities in the world before the 1950s were built as 15-minute cities because people didn't have access to cars. So it was in the best interests of everybody to be able to walk or bike or ride on horseback within easy distance. So now in, in the 21st century, to make a climate-friendly city, which again, healthier if you can walk and bike to the places that you want to go to rather than being forced to drive. And honestly, it's very interesting to see what will happen in the United States over the next couple of decades because their cities are built very much for cars. I would say there's a conspiracy. Yeah, we can talk about that. <laughs> Why you can't walk anywhere in you know, the suburbs of Boston, where I was in 2017, it was uh, really hard for me to walk the two kilometers from my Airbnb to the hotel at the conference I was attending for five days. And if you ever, have ever been to Los Angeles, you know, that's just for cars, not for people. So 15-minute cities are for people. Nobody is taking control of your ID at, at least not for the 15-minute city concept. They may be uh, doing that for other reasons, but I would uh, separate separate the two. And 15-minute cities, climate-friendly cities, are not about enslavement and control. They are about empowerment. If cities are built just for cars, and I would point out that if you have a car, it's registered, government knows all about where you live and what uh, yeah what your address is and uh, where you go if you park downtown or wherever you park you have to you have to pay they can track that so there's it's actually easier if you're walking or biking to go incognito <laughs> but apparently it's been blown into this conspiracy theory about enslavement control like i was saying it's it's fear based uh, where the idea is that it, it's creating a scenario where people would be forced to stay within a 15-minute radius of where they live. No, 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 no. Yeah, that's just not the case. If you look at, again, before the 1950s, just about every city in the world was a 15-minute city. So that's what we're going, what the idea is to bring neighborhoods back to life, make it less of a commuter experience and more of a, a local experience where you can get everything that you need. So nobody's tracking you. If you leave, unless you live in Oxford and you're driving along this uh, specific route. Um, so I thought it might be fun to do a bit of tapping. Now, if you've listened this far, you probably aren't buying into the idea that climate-friendly cities are 
the creation of governments to uh, track you and uh, keep tabs on you. But I thought still uh, it'd be nice to do some tapping on fear because there probably are some other fears. You may be afraid about climate change and the climate emergency, very understandably. So I'm going to wrap up the last couple of minutes of this podcast, tapping on fear. When we are in fear, my friends, we are not making the best decisions. Our brain is not getting the information that it needs from our heart and from the rest of our senses when we're in fight, flight, or freeze. And so the lovely thing about EFT, emotional freedom technique, or tapping, is it can move that energy of fear and allow us to make better decisions, allow our systems to connect. So we're going to tap for a bit. I just want to say, if you engaged in this tapping with me, I invite you to do so, but know that it is an energy healing technique and it could, it helps to move energy and it could bring some feelings up that may or may not be comfortable for you. So you are tapping at your own risk. You're doing it Uh, making an informed decision to move energy and move the energy of any stuck emotions around fear. So I'm going to tap on the top of my head. Take a big breath and say all this fear, all this fear in my system, all this fear in society. Tapping on the uh, inside of your eyebrows. Recognizing that being fearful is part of my human experience. Tapping on the side of the eyes. Acknowledging the fear that's in my system. Tapping underneath the eyes. There is fear in my system and I'm acknowledging it. Whatever the fear is about. If it's not about 15-minute cities, maybe it's about what's happening next week in my personal life or about the climate emergency. Just acknowledging that. I move down and tap with one hand underneath your nose, kind of on that indent. Acknowledging the fear in my system. You can tap with one hand or both hands most of the time or you can switch up if you get tired tapping on the chin ah so much fear in me and around me turn on the tv the news is full of fear entertainment so-called entertainment is full of fear for the most part except for the great british baking show Okay, now you're going to go on to your collarbone so that uh, you find your collarbone point and then you go underneath it, that soft spot. And you're going to tap there. Just acknowledging that I can be fearful. I have fear in my system. I'm going to actually do a heart massage. So that's going down on the left and up on the right with my right hand, clockwise as the time of clock, love and accept all of my feelings about everything, even this fear, 
Okay, big breath. And now we're going to move and tap underneath the arms, still acknowledging this fear. There's fear in my system, part of being human. And then tapping underneath, kind of in your rib cage, right there. Tapping on the fear. There's so much fear all around me, and it affects me. Then we're going to tap on the karate chop point, side of the hand, all this fear in and around me. Okay, take a big breath. Nice. You might want to tap some more, depending on how you're feeling. If it feels like it's kind of brought up uh, some fears to the surface, just keep tapping. And so thank you for participating. If you have any questions, you can email me at christine at climateofjoy.com. And I wish you joy and enjoyment, whether or not you live in a 15-minute city. May you enjoy walking to get your groceries or uh, walking your dog or whatever it is that gets you out and active and reclaiming some joy in this very busy life that all of us are leading these days. That's a wrap for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you are ready for more peace in your life, even in the climate emergency, head over to climateofjoy.com to grab your free copy of Tap Into Peace. Until next time, remember to be kind to each other because we are all just walking each other home.